Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl Autumn Miles here. How are you guys doing out there today? I pray you're having an awesome day. I am, I got a word for you guys today. This word has come to me um, via Jesus. <laughs> Several weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, um, I just felt like God was really speaking this to me very personally, and I wanted to share it with you. Here's what we're going to talk about today. You may not be overlooked. You may be hidden. You may not be overlooked. You may be hidden. I want to get into this and dive really into this with lots of scripture today. Uh, but I want to tell you, uh, my book, Gangster Prayer, woohoo, was released last week. And um, just is doing so well. We're so proud of it. Uh, I'm, I'm so proud of the God that that asked me to be obedient to write it. And it does, it does just represent my talents. But um, oh, my goodness, my team has been absolutely incredible from the editors to the publisher to my so my my to Cassie sitting in here. She's done so much work just to our team in general um, to Dan. He's edited a bunch of shows for us and stuff. I mean, it just it, it takes a village. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Um, uh, your name might be on it and that's great, but, um, man, was this a team effort. So, um, super proud of it. Go pick it up. You can order it wherever books are sold right now. I can't even believe it. And Hey, if you like it, this would be an amazing small group study for you. Uh, I wrote it kind of small group style, not as intense at the end as Rahab, I Am Rahab was, but it definitely is a challenging book. It will challenge your prayer life um, and as it did mine. So uh, I hope you guys go pick it up and write me a little review. That's a really big deal to authors, uh, just so you know. I also want to say this. Um, one thing I don't mention very often is, you know, when I'm not here uh, doing the show, uh, I travel around a lot and speak at conferences. Um, I'm doing a ton of... Uh, uh, fundraisers this fall, which is so exciting to me. I've done a couple of them in the past, but I don't know. It's like God just kind of gave me favor with the fundraising. Um, you know, one of them is a domestic violence um, fundraiser. I get to raise um, money for for women that have been in situations um, that domestic violence have been ha has been a part of. There's a crisis pregnancy center I get to go speak to, which, oh my goodness, i very pro-life over here. Uh, so I'm so excited to do that. But if you were like, I don't know who to have come to our women's event, um, or I, I've also spoke at churches all over the country, um, I would love to be considered. Just want to throw that out there. I don't say that very much, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna start doing that, Dan the man. Uh, you can uh, email us at hello at autumnmiles.com if you want to get in touch and, and talk further about that, and we will get to you to who we need to get you to. Okay. There we go. Let's get to the word. Um, you may not be overlooked. You may be hidden. Now, this is for all my hustlers out there. I'm a hustler, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, some God has created some of us with that, like, extra urge of, like, 
get it doneness in us. Um, and then he's created the laid back, uh, like my husband. My husband is is very ambitious, but he just has a different way of going about it, which is why me and him make sense. Okay, we go together. But that th- those hustlers, those of you that are working towards something, um, it's a good thing. God has put that in you. But sometimes it can be incredibly frustrating. Um, maybe you've started a business. Maybe you want to start a church or you've started a church. You've started a ministry. You have some sort of a dream, but you can't seem to gain traction. Ain't no one buying your T-shirts, okay? Um, No one's coming to your church yet. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, You know, no one's listening to your your ministry yet, or or you're just kind of in maybe in the middle of of, um, beginning. And you can't seem to gain traction and you don't really understand why. This can be incredibly frustrating. I have been there. I have 100% been there. I understand what it's like to be very frustrated when you feel like you have done what God has asked you to do and it just kind of falls flat. Um, There's no traction there. You think you're overlooked. You might think internally, this is why, what, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? What's going on here? Why is no one coming to my church? I love Jesus. I've started off. This is, this is a church grounded in the Bible. Um, I started this ministry, you know, I really felt like God wanted me to do it. And, you know, I thought it would blow up in you know, six months and we would go viral and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You think you're overlooked. But I submit to you that you may be hidden. Now, for hustlers like me, this idea is not fun to hear. We don't like it, okay? I don't like someone, uh, I didn't, I actually didn't like it when I felt like God was telling this to me. Um, uh, Autumn, you're not overlooked. I have hidden you. Well, if you've hidden me, God, then who's going to find me? Because you have hidden me. Um, However... There was so much wisdom in God sort of taking uh, uh, taking us out of maybe the view of many, many, many people so he can work on us. So there do- so when there does come a time that we are chosen, he can pull us out and we're ready. OK. Don't hate me for saying this, but I want to talk to you about Joseph for a minute. Joseph in the Bible. Who was so favored by his father, Jacob, that Jacob made him a coat of many colors and he was like the golden boy. I got a brother, Dan, my youngest brother. Actually, I only have one brother, so my only brother. Um, he's the golden boy. My parents would never tell you that because they would think they were bad parents or something, but we know, me and my sister know. He's like the golden boy, right? And he has these dreams that his brothers are are going to bow down to them. And so this is what he does. He tells his brothers, guess what? I had this dream. And his life from that point forward seems to fall apart. His brothers take him, throw him in a ditch. Then they end up selling him into slavery. They tell Jacob he's dead. They take this beautiful coat of many colors Um, you know, it was, it was just gorgeous with blood all over it. Give it to Jacob. Um, Jacob mourns. 
And here Joseph had had this dream. And as soon as he spoke it, he lost everything that he had. He finds himself in uh, uh, sold into slavery. And eventually he maneuvers into Potiphar's house. Okay. Potiphar, incredibly powerful man. Um, and he becomes one of his servants. Well, Potiphar loves the dude. Okay. And he puts him in charge of everything in his home. Now, this is important. This is really important. Because I think that Joseph thought that when he told people about his dreams, he would be working towards that dream in a beautiful uh, little by little advancement, you know, with a little blessing here and a little blessing there. And then and then one day the brothers would bow down to him. Um, that's kind of how we think God works. When God gives us a dream and we work towards it and we speak it, and we start acting on it. Well, everything's supposed to fall into place when in actuality, everything kind of falls apart. Okay. Um, And that's exactly what happened to him. So I don't know. I I would love to have known the narrative that Joseph had in his head, but the Bible doesn't offer us that luxury. Um, But I can kind of read between the lines because he was human. I wonder if he was thinking what in the world is going on here? He, he sold into slavery. He's, he finds himself in Potiphar's house. And then it's almost as if he gets his footing because Potiphar is showing him, him favor. He's showing him favor. Okay, I'm going to take all the rubble of what's happened to me and I'm going to start um, building something in Potiphar's house, you know, uh, that that is working towards this dream or, or towards this this goal. Then Potiphar's wife accuses him of coming on to her and he's thrown in prison. In prison. I'm sure he had no idea that he was stationed and positioned to be chosen. Now, in prison, he was not overlooked. God took him from being in a place of favor to being completely hidden. But it was in that hidden place that he needed to be for a few years to gain the intellect. And first of all, I think what actually happens in prison, but also he needed to meet the baker and the cup bearer. <laughs> I called it the butcher and the baker. And I don't know why I, I kind of always say that whenever I, I talk about this passage of scripture, but it's not the butcher and the baker. It's the baker and the cup bearer. He needed to meet them. Because something significant was going to happen to them through him that I bet he didn't even think was significant. He had to be placed in a, in a um, hidden from man on the outside. He had to be put in that dungeon so he could have one or two encounters with people that would be significant for him to be chosen. He wasn't overlooked. God hid him in this dungeon. And it was in the dungeon that he had the opportunity to probably clear his mind of all of the different responsibilities that Potiphar had in his house, to clear his mind, to be able to listen to the spirit of God as the spirit of God interpreted the cupbearer and the baker's dreams to him so he could interpret them um, 
accurately. So what happens is these, these guys have a dream. And he interprets them. And they go before Pharaoh. And exactly what Joseph interprets happens. And they forget about Joseph. Joseph is still hidden in the dungeon for two years. Uh, let me read this passage of scripture. Verse 41, uh, Genesis 41, verse 41. Now it happened at the end of two full, full years that guess who had a dream? Pharaoh had a dream. And behold, he was standing at the Nile. And lo, from the Nile, there came up seven cows, sleek and fat. And they grazed in marsh grass. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them from the Nile, ugly and gaunt. And they stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. The ugly and gaunt cows ate up the seven sleek and fat cows. Then Pharaoh awoke and he fell asleep and he dreamed a second time. And behold, seven ears of grain came up on a single stalk, plump and good. Then behold, seven ears thin and scorched by the east wind sprouted up after them. The thin ears swallowed up the seven plump ears. Then Pharaoh awoke. And behold, it was a dream. Now in the morning, his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them. Could it not be that you're not overlooked, that God has hidden you and asked you, are you going to be faithful to my work during this hidden season when it doesn't seem like things are going your way? Are you going to be able to trust me when your mind seems to be in bondage, when you don't seem to have success left and right? Because let me tell you, just, just because I have hidden you um, for a moment does not mean that before, before too long, I am not going to pick you up, pluck you out, and I'm going to choose you to do the very thing that I created you to do. This hidden season in Joseph's life was imperative because he interacted with two people that had an audience with Pharaoh and he knew that Pharaoh would have this dream and the audience would know where to get someone that would interpret the dream. Don't despise this season where you seem like there's no traction because I'm sure sitting in that dungeon for years wondering what the world is happening here, uh, Joseph's trust decreased. And yet the time was drawing near for God to pluck him out. Verse 14, 41, 14. Someone came up to Pharaoh and he said, hey oh, I know a guy that can help you. Then Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph. And they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came to Pharaoh. I think this is just such a beautiful uh, picture. I know we often don't even talk about this verse in the Bible. Um, physically, he was not ready. But spiritually, he was. Physically, he was not ready, but spiritually, he was ready to interact with Pharaoh and enter into the very thing that God had called him to. We get it so twisted in our world. Physically, we're ready. 
We got our degrees. We got our experience. We got our XYZ. We got our all this stuff ready for the opportunity. And physically, he wasn't ready. He had to go take a bath. He had to shave himself. And he had to, like, change his clothes because they were like, you ain't going looking to Pharaoh like that. But spiritually, in that hidden season, God had alerted his ears, alerted his discernment, alerted his wisdom to lean in to what the Spirit of God says, especially um, in the in the in the realm of interpreting dreams, so that when he was called, he was ready. When he was called, when he was chosen, when he was picked, and all of a sudden, can you even imagine? Uh, uh, years and years in the dungeon, no one cared. You know, he, he probably had his own little dungeon routine going. I mean, I don't know what they ate in the dungeon. They had to eat something because he was he was um, he was alive. But I I, I could just envision him sitting in a dark, dreary, damp dungeon, um, wondering what in the world is going to happen to his life. And all of a sudden, here he was hidden for all these years. God comes and all these guards rush in, open his gate, yank him out of there and was like, Pharaoh wants to see you. Pharaoh wants to see you. And oh my goodness, you stink. And oh my goodness, we got to put something clean on you. Physically, he wasn't ready. But spiritually, he was ready. Why? Because he had time alone, away from the world, with himself and God alone to open his ears to what the Spirit of God said. I feel God on that. We can spend so much time physically getting ready. I mean, even Instagram and all this stuff, you know, we spend, I mean, oh my goodness, I can't even, making the images and making the videos and making all this stuff, like, like all that stuff is well and good, but do you spend as much time in the word of God, saturated in his presence, uh, growing your inner self, not just growing your outer facade? Do you do that? Because I think that that sometimes God will, will pull us away because we want the harvest. We want everything that God has for us, but we're not willing to pull ourselves away to engage in our, in our, in our characters in order to grow inwardly so God can bless us outwardly. That is always going to be more important to God than outward numbers or money or whatever it is. Um, I just love that little that little uh, sidetrack for a second. So they changed his clothes. He got a bath. He had some good body wash. And he came to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream but no one can interpret it. No one. Man. No one. And I've heard it said about you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. And this mic drop moment is how we all should respond when, we, when opportunity knocks. Then Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, It is not in me. It's not in me, Pharaoh. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. You know why? Because he had learned in the dungeon. He learned in the dungeon that it wasn't in him. 
It wasn't in how beautiful he looked. It wasn't in how well he can or- organize and, and, and put things together in Potiphar's house. It wasn't even in his dream. In the dungeon, I believe in that hidden place where he learned that he had the gift of, of, of interpreting dreams to the baker and the cupbearer. He, he, he learned a very special gift about himself, and he learned that that was a supernatural gift that wasn't given to him by anyone else but God. When he had the opportunity where he stood in front of Pharaoh, where no one else could interpret his dreams, he was able to stand there in that moment and not take one ounce of the glory for himself. Humbling will do that to you. A hidden season will do that to you. I remember when uh, we, we uh, a season in our life, I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. There was a season in our life where I, um, I went through this exactly. And it was hard and I didn't understand it. And I actually remember having a conversation with a couple of uh, Eddie and I's friends and they were, <laughs> they were trying to help me. And I was like, I just don't know why we can't gain traction. I don't know what, what is happening here. Um, and I didn't realize that I was so incredibly frustrated because I thought that it was man that was je- rejecting me when God had actually took me in to his wings and said, listen, I've got some stuff that I want to tell you before what you're praying for happens. And it is a loving God that, that pulls us back and says, listen, Autumn, your problem is not the hustle because you got that. Your problem is coming in and listening. And right now, what's more important to you is for you to listen and not to hustle. I know you're going to do that. But right now, I need to tell you some truths from my word that will absolutely change you. You know what? I look back on, uh, that was several years ago, and I look back on that season in my life now and absolutely miss it. I miss it. Because the Lord, I felt I felt just downloaded just some incredible truths about my life, about my past, about my future, about uh, what God was going to do with my family, about my adopted kids that we didn't even have yet. Um, I, he, he started to download just these truths from his word that that I, I wouldn't have heard or even listened to if here I was out in the public eye not being overlooked. Joseph learned it. And when he stood in front of Pharaoh that day, he was able to say so confidently, listen, Pharaoh, listen, dude, it's not in me. It's not in me. God will give you a favorable answer. The idea of uh, being hidden is sometimes hard to hear, especially when we're hidden in plain sight we're not chosen and we're not picked and our, our, our things are not blowing up. Our ministries, our churches, our, our uh, organizations, um, you know, whatever it is. However, I believe if you're in that season today and if you're listening to this and maybe even you're crying because you're like, oh, my goodness, this is my whole life story right now. There was a moment when Joseph was called for. There was a moment when the hidden season stopped and all of a sudden, not only was he visible and he was able to interpret Pharaoh's dream, as soon as he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, it was one instance, as soon as he interpreted it, 
And Pharaoh saw that, oh, yeah, this guy's pretty smart. What is he doing in the dungeon? What in the world is happening here? He was then placed as the number two in charge, in command in Egypt. There is a time when that hidden season stops. I want to encourage you with that today. Sometimes we're not overlooked. But part of the process is rather being hidden so God can educate you when you are called for. I don't want to be called for and look around and like stutter, right? Do you, Dan? I don't want to be called for and have this great opportunity in front of me and fumble it because I don't really know what I should say. I don't want to be called for, and I don't think that that's a loving God that would give us an opportunity only for us to be put to shame or for us to ramble or for us to not have the internal character to to meet that opportunity. I don't want that. I don't want to pick a harvest when it's it's, you know, not ripe yet. And God loves us enough to make us wait and sometimes hide us so he can teach us because there will be a moment that we're called for. Don't get mad at God, sweet warrior. Don't get mad at him. Press into this hidden season. Listen. What's God telling you? What does God want to grow in you? Don't get frustrated. Because you are in an education season learning lessons that you must have when your chosen season comes. Love you guys so much. Love you. I hope you don't hate me. (laughs) But God told me this first. You know what I'm saying? Um, My name is Autumn Miles, and it has been such an honor being with you guys today. I will catch you right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.